This is the story of a what would your life look like if you believed every experience only allowed you to be everything that you can be? Shut up! But seriously, what if it did? I had gone from homeschool jungle freak to shiny plastic to most hated person in the world to actual human being. It doesn't just happen in the movies. We're talking transformation in your life. That's what we're exploring here. Are you ready? Hi there, my name is Allie Williams. A few years ago, I left my old Kentucky home to build my dreams. With $125 in my pocket, after a 72-hour crowdfunding campaign that allowed me to leave and learn in the best classroom, the world. From fun to failure to deep faith-forming seasons, I explored for two years, then landed in sunny LA after learning three things. One, your almost will never satisfy your craving for your utmost. Two, the most courageous work is done in love. And three, the crazy faith within you, that's what changes everything. And that is where the real journey began. My journey to embrace imperfection and build a life to live out those truths. It's brought me to you. Lucky me, right? If you're here, I'm holding space for you to get to know the courage and character you carry. The thing that so many of us miss. I know I did. That involves some effort though. A bit of being and some doing. Learning, healing, loving, failing, and growing. The works. Now, I have a disclaimer. If you want to remain the same, I lovingly recommend you find another podcast. I believe in you far too much to allow you to stay stagnant. Here, we grow. Here, we live overconfident and underprepared because this is the thing. You're never going to be fully ready. And I promise that shouldn't stop you. If you're still here, I have one thing that I need from you. Show up. Show up nervous, show up frustrated, show up confused, just show up. Not for me, for you. In exchange, I'll do the same. I'll bring the stories, the conversations, and the tools I've found thus far in bite-sized episodes. Because my journey wasn't just to teach me something. It's for you. I believe we were created to change the world. Yes, that means you. But I want to know, will you? I'm willing to bet that you will. You ready? Let's dive in, shall we? Welcome to life right up your alley. Hello, and welcome back to the Right Up Your Alley podcast. Guys, I have my friend, my nugget. She's essentially my sister and social media whiz, Grace McGowan here today. And we're going to do something really exciting. We're going to do a rapid fire of answering social media questions that we are often asked by our followers and just kind of coach you through some really hot topics right now in Instagram and social media world. So stay tuned. We're going to do it quick, fast, and it's going to be really fun. But first, I want you guys to know more about Grace. So Grace, give us a little intro. Who are you? Yes. All right. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Grace, like Ali said, and I am an agency owner and female creative entrepreneur business coach. I 
popped into the business world a little over a year and a half ago. And I am absolutely obsessed with marketing. Allie is one of my favorite people ever, and she has taught me a ton. So I'm super excited to just be chatting with her today about all the things and helping you guys get a better grasp on social media and how to utilize it and all of that good stuff. So heck yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited guys. A little background on grace too. So grace is 20 years old. She actually dropped out of college. What your freshman year, sophomore year, sophomore year, got, you got the freshman fun. And then you got, you got (laughs) out. I had enough. (laughs) Exactly. And guys, she has built really a incredible business. So you are definitely talking and listening with an expert during this. And with that, I, we connected on Instagram. I met Grace through Instagram. We ended up hopping on a Zoom, totally hit it off just randomly. And then I like slept over at her house during a road trip when I was in Ohio and the rest is history. So this shows you the power of DMs. If you learn anything from this, know the power of connection through social media and hopefully these tips in this rapid fire, it's going to give you even more confidence when doing that. So are you ready, Grace? Oh yes, I am so ready. Born ready. Okay, perfect. So guys, we're going to take you through six common questions. And then if you have more at the end of this episode, then go in and DM us because we can do this again. So with that, no further ado, we're going to kick off with the question about hashtags. How do you do them? What are hashtags and how do you do them? So Grace, you're going to start. I'll close on this one. Cool. Perfect. Okay. So I feel like this is something that everybody is like forever lost on. Hashtags are something that are just kind of, it feels like they're almost impossible to conquer, but it's something that like we should be using all the time. It's such a useful tool. So first and foremost, I think that it's super important to be really clear on what your brand is. I really feel like that's kind of the answer to almost every question is like, first you have to get clear on your brand, but really for hashtags, I think that it's important to know who you're serving and to kind of figure out what those people are going to be searching for? And then looking at the nature of your business. So are you targeting specifically local people? If so, you're going to want to have primarily location specific hashtags mixed with things that are going to be relevant to your niche. So I think it just comes down to kind of having a good mix of niche specific hashtags, location specific hashtags, and just figuring out like who your people are and what are they going to be searching for. And I'm also a big advocate for always using all 30 because you might as well. And then on top of that, just kind of switching them up as time goes on so that, you know, Instagram doesn't hate you. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. Okay. That's so great. And one thing is, you know, keeping in mind, there is a limit. There's a limit of 30. You cannot put more than 30. So making them count something that I do. And I know Grace, you've had some viral posts, but I've had like, I think three posts that were over a hundred thousand that like went to a degree viral because of hashtags. And with that, they were always really like targeted to a degree. So I would do maybe hashtags that were local. That's always a base for me because I think being like, you know, able to be found in the area that you're showing up in is very important. But then going through to the next class and making sure that you are putting in relevant things that have to do with the picture, with the content, with the keywords of what is in that. And then the bigger branded overarching ones, I personally like to keep under 200,000. So I don't use any hashtags that have more hits than 200,000, which you can see when you're typing them in. Regularly rotating them is very important too. It is so funny because they're like, 
lots of hashtag generators. And obviously when it comes down to it, we're always like pooling different ones, especially as social media managers and people with more of a social media presence. But being able to organically put something up and then know, you know, what actually is like trending in that time. Like if you're posting about a charcuterie board and you know that like cheese boards of the South is popping off, like put that on there, right? So kind of being in the know of that and being in that brand, like Grace says, and knowing your niche is going to be a big game changer for you. And again, looking at those numbers, if you are getting to a hundred or you know, 10,000 likes. Yeah. You're going to pop off on the, the hashtags that have a million, but a lot of the times that doesn't happen and that's okay. So keeping in mind that, you know, those lower ones are going to give you a little bit more of a boost um, when it comes to the way that Instagram's algorithm works. And for hashtags, they expand your reach. So every platform is different. This does not apply for TikTok whatsoever, right? That's a very different hashtag strategy. The way that these hashtags work are you are being put into a different pool with every one of those 30 hashtags. And the better you perform, the more you're pushed up in that pool. So thinking about what pools you want to be in and being strategic about that, but also letting it be imperfect. Just start it. Just throw some hashtags on there. Don't overthink it. Just try. You're going to have it work on one. You'll be like, ooh, okay, I learned a lesson. And try in that direction. So that concludes our hashtag talk. Now we're going to go into question two. Are you ready, Grace, for this one? So ready. (laughs) Okay. How to create brand content or branded content. This is a hot topic. Grace, you take this one away. Gosh, I love this. So in terms of a personal brand, if you're like, I feel like a lot of people are like so lost in how to really like niching down is like, you know, such a, such a hot buzzword. And we're all like, okay, how do I do this? What is my brand? How do I, you know, should I be talking about this? Should I be talking about this? And I want to like, first of all, let you guys know you have the freedom to be what you like feel like you should be. If you are, you know, someone who talks a lot about personal development, but you're on a kick of like nutrition and you want to incorporate that into your brand, you have the freedom to do so. You are kind of, you know, the gatekeeper of like what your brand is. So, you know, as long as it is somewhat relevant, go for it. If that's something you're passionate about, go for it. So in terms of like how to kind of, you know, figure out what your brand is, I think again, I'm going to say this again, you know, you really have to dive deep into, okay, what are you, what are you passionate about? And I always tell people, these are my like three questions that I always have people ask themselves as they, as they get started. So first of all, like, what are you really good at? What are you skilled at? What are your talents? And then secondly, what is there a need for in the market, in the industry? What do you see a gap in? And then third of all, what are you passionate about? And I think that in order to have a brand, you have to incorporate all of those three things or you're going to fall short in some sense. So figure out what that is. And then from there say, okay, what are, you know, who's my market and what are the pain points that I am trying to solve there? So if there's, you know, something specific that you're like, gosh, I would love to speak into this. I feel like there's a gap in that. That should be one of your pillars and just kind of figuring out what those things are. And I think it just takes a lot of time and like brain dumping in order to like really get clear on those things. And then of course, you know, beyond those specific pillars, yes, you can have some freedom to, you know, get outside 
outside of those specific topics here and there. But for the most part, you should be consistent in producing content on those things and serving your audience in those things so that people like see you showing up consistently and you are kind of reliable as an educator or as an encourager in those specific areas. I think that sometimes we feel like lost in what direction to go or who we are in the industry because we're trying to speak into too many things or we're trying to be too many things. You don't have to do it all. You don't have to be at all. You just have to be consistent in the things that you are serving people with. And then people are going to, you know, gain that know, like, and trust and stick around for, you know, what you're producing and how you're serving. Yep. That's so good. And what Grace just described, like, we're going to call that the skeleton. That's like the, the structure of the inside. Cause Again, if you don't know those things, you're going to go in a lot of directions. You need that so that you can really stand as a brand. I'm going to take it from the other side. So I actually do this thing called Project Personal Brand. We start with what Grace just went through and really get that down. And then the other part is what are your brand colors? You need a color palette and you need to stick to them, right? What are the fonts you're going to use? What are the fonts you're going to use that, you know, are on Instagram stories? So maybe you can't use your font there, but you have one uniform one you're always using on the platform. Getting that down is a game changer. And you want people to be able to like see colors or see, you know, a vibe or, or pictures or, a you know, combination of something and be like, Ooh, yeah, that's totally her. Right. And a really great example of like leaning into this would be what my brand was like a year and a half ago. I did like a big rebrand from more of like the tans and browns into more red and yellow and black and white when I was in LA specifically. And that made it very like, oh, this is different, right? People saw that and liked it. Your brand, your color palette, your fonts, all of that can grow with you, but you have to niche it down so that people can recognize it. And then the more it changes with you, great, you'll take them along the journey, but allow yourself to kind of sit in that box and then expand the box and shift it with your voice, with your platform, with all of that. You're allowed to have that specific place to run in though, brand wise, aesthetically, you're going to, it takes away that decision to fatigue And like the, oh, shoot, what color with it? Just be able to have it all very consistent so that you can focus on your voice and that skeleton. So think of the the color palette, the, the fonts, all of those details as more of like the flesh on the skeleton. The skeleton stays the same, stays the same, right? Your skin is always renewing. So when you bring in those, you know, different elements aesthetically, you're able to kind of tell a story in a new element and way of your brand. And again, it shifts and grows with you. All of this does. You're not stuck. Having a brand doesn't mean you're stuck. Having a brand means you're eliminating decision fatigue, which is when you're exhausted from decisions and then allows you to elevate the work and the message that you're putting out into the world. So see it that way. Um, Okay. So question number three, and I think this one is going to be a really short answer, but I get it a lot. So Grace, you start with it. And I think we can do this in a couple sentences. How do you create shareable content? Grace, what would you say? Yeah. So I think it comes down to like figuring out who the person you're talking to is. And if you don't already have an ideal client avatar set out, so who 
you know, what age is the person your dream client is? What is their profession? Where do they shop? All of the things have that set out and then recognize, okay, what does this person need to hear and creating, you know, encouraging content based on that educational content based on that, just really diving deep into that one person and then being like, boom, this is what they need to hear, creating a graphic on that or a caption on that, something that can be shared. And yeah. (laughs) Yep. Easy, sweet, speak to them. Always speak to them. It's so easy to go off the rails. Sometimes I go off the rails, right? And it's my job to manage this for other people. But understand that the more simple it is aesthetically and the easier to consume it is, the more shareable it is. That is true for a reel. That is true for a graphic. That is true for a tweet quote or something like that. The like more neutral your offering is and the more it speaks directly to them, the more likely they are to hit that share button to their story, which creates traction in the algorithm, which creates more shareable opportunity to their people. So when you are creating that like very basic part of it, think of the statements and quotes they need to hear one. And on the other end, think of, okay, how can I get this to as many people as possible with the least amount of friction? So for me, I have like red as one of my content colors. When I put a red background on a quote, I know that's not going to go as far because red is aesthetically not something that is hitting home for everyone. When I do it on a white quote, those are the ones that go way more viral. So paying attention to that and knowing that your brand can still be represented, you just can kind of know maybe this one won't go as far, but you know what? I want a red pop in my feed. Great. But know that and own that. And the ones that where you're like, Ooh, this is really good, right? It can aesthetically be something that's pleasing and shareable, and that's going to take it a lot farther. So great. Next question. Number four, how to create relevant reels for your business. Very excited about this. Reels are so hot right now. So Grace, do you want to lead? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So yeah, reels are the name of the game right now. And everybody I think is like, ah, what do I do? Like, I know I need to be doing them, but like SOS, what do I do reels on? And I think it's, it's almost paralyzing because we might be looking for inspiration on reels and we're looking at what everybody else is doing. And we're like, okay, do I, you know, do I follow all the trends? How do I, how do I make things super relevant for my audience specifically? And I think honestly, it's great to have a mix of both. I think it's awesome and it's, you know, definitely worthwhile to follow the trends and utilize popular sounds on reels and do the things that are going viral while they obviously, you know, making them relate to your audience. But also I think it's important to figure out, okay, this is really, you know, if the heart of our brand is serving people and figuring out how we can connect to our ideal client and serve them well and help them, blah, 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 then we really need to, in terms of reels, also think about, okay, how can we serve them? So not just doing the, you know, viral content, but also figuring out, okay, what you know, just like any other post, what am I educating on? What am I encouraging people on? How am I entertaining people? And just really transferring that to reels. So same thing goes, you know, being consistent in your messaging, being consistent in your visuals, but figuring out how you can serve your people. I was talking to a friend about this the other day. It's like, it's funny how, you know, every photographer on the planet, it seems like has a reel on what's in my camera bag. And that's awesome. That's totally, you know, a trend. But if you're not trying to educate other photographers, then that isn't necessarily serving your audience. So figuring out and identifying how we can serve people that are in front of us. So, you know, if there's something that you feel like everybody else is doing, so you feel like you need to hop on the bandwagon. No, you don't have to do that. You know, if you 
if it's something that you think will benefit your brand, go for it. But if it's not something that's going to really serve or encourage or inspire your ideal client, then maybe it's just kind of a waste of a reel. So I think it's definitely important to not consume so many reels that you're just like, ah, I have to do this or, you know, everybody's doing this. So I need to do this. No, everybody's businesses are different. You don't have to do all the same things. Heck yeah. Follow some trends, do some, you know, viral type reels as they come, but figure out how you can uniquely serve your audience. And that's how you're going to gain traction and bring your people in. Yep. That's so good. And Really reels, what I teach my clients and how I'm running strategy for them right now with reels, it comes down to it is better to put something out than nothing. So if you are like frozen at the, you're like, oh, reels are it right now, but I don't know. I don't know how to do this. And you're not showing up in any form, then that's ridiculous. That's wrong. (laughs) And that's a story that so many of us are telling ourselves right now. So one, just show up. And then when you get a reel out, amazing. Like the engagement is very different the way that it works, but it's very powerful and it is entertaining. It is educational and it is engaging in a new way. So those three E's, that's really what I want you to focus on when creating, when you do get into it, ask yourself, what am I doing with this reel? Knowing your ideal client avatar, cool. Is this reel engaging her or him? Is this, you know, educating her or him? Is this entertaining her and him? And you can do that with different ways, with trending sounds, like Grace had said, going through and actually just showing different elements of your business and really just like listening to what's trending and then actually talking about it and putting your voice forward. Those are all ways to do it, but creating replicable ways to show up for them with a reel by doing one of those three E's is going to be incredible. If you can get two in there, if you can do an entertaining reel with a trending sound that has educational content or like, you know, a mic drop, that is probably a more golden piece. And I want you to know too, it like the worth of a reel is not in its virality. If that makes sense. Reels are also very stockable pieces of content when someone does come to your page and scrolls through that they can actually like find value, connect with you and like you. So stop finding your worth and the value of a piece of content in how far it goes. Yeah, that's fun. But on the other side of it, if you know this exemplifies who I am and who I want to be for my ideal follower, then that checks a box and it stays. And you never know what can happen. The algorithm behind reels right now is really funny too. I had a reel that it was up for four weeks and it didn't go viral until four weeks later. So really they've mimicked the the algorithm from TikTok in reels. So just trust the process, let it be there, put something up you're proud of and leave it. Okay. Okay. So next question, how to niche down. What would you say on that, Grace? I know you kind of touched on this earlier, um, but do you have any specifics on like step one, two, and three on how to niche down? Ooh, yeah, this is a good question. So definitely, like we said, you know, figuring out kind of where you fit. And I think it's hard because a lot of us as creatives are so multi-passionate and niching down seems like torture because we're like, but I want to do this and I want to do this. And I don't think that niching down, I think we like look at it in the wrong way. Sometimes, sometimes we're like, okay, that, you know, niching down is going to hold me back from serving in this way. Or it's going to hold me back from talking about this. But really, I think what niching down does is allows us to grow deeper with our people rather than spreading ourselves thin. And that is where 
we're going to find clients. That is where we're going to serve people really, really well. You know, you don't have to be the the master of all trades. You just have to figure out what, what your, you know, specific, like, I guess, talent is in serving people and being able to do that really well. So in order to do that, I would say, look at, like we talked about earlier, asking yourself those three questions of what I'm good at, you know, what I'm passionate about and where there's a gap and figuring out, first of all, you know, how you can, how you can monetize, how you can grow in a certain, a certain way in a certain industry or in a certain product or whatever that looks like. And what are the things that you need to be speaking into in order to sell that or in in order to serve in that way? So I think definitely it takes a lot of like self discovery and just kind of digging deep into like what direction you're going in first. But I think, you know, niche, your niche is going to change as time goes on, you're going to pivot into different directions. So I think it comes down to looking at, you know, what are you offering? And that you know, that specific market or service or whatever is kind of your niche for the time being, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I love that. And I think that's really, really good. Listen to it too, because it's so easy. I did this for years where I was like, oh yeah, niche down. (laughs) No, I didn't. Right. So ask yourself those questions and be okay with the outcome and show up. And I'm about to like really rock your world. And this is something that a lot of people say, but like you need to hear it in the niching down conversation. You only need a thousand true fans Mm -hmm. to sell out a book, to sell out a course, to grow and have a really deep and wide foundation in whatever God is calling you to do. So focus on them, right? I am not for everyone. And that's awesome. And that doesn't mean you have to be deeply polarizing, but I have a lot of layers on my profile that eliminate people specifically. So I am very openly Christian. Anyone is welcome, but that's a very specific niche, right? I love business in multiple forms. I talk about them, right? And then from their lifestyle, I invite people into my day-to-day, which I've done for years. Those three things make people obsessed with me or not. And it's very effective for growing out my 100 true fans and it takes time. So think of it in that way and know that by you putting forward those truths that allows you to be very specific and then you specifically connect with the right people. That's what you want. I don't need a million followers. I need the followers who want to move in the same direction as me, right? That's where relationship and connection happens. And that's where you move the needle in your life and your business and your goals and your God-given purpose. So keep that in mind. And then from there, we're going into our last question, which is how to grow on Instagram. And this is, I think, the leading question for everyone. So Grace, what would you say right now? This will also change in like 48 hours probably. But right now, what would you say consistently is going to be good advice? Yeah. Okay. So I want to go the route of like practical growth tips and then also like kind of like a little bit more of like challenging people. And I'm going to start with the, I want to challenge people a little bit. I personally am such a believer that when we are not focused on growth, that is when we grow. Yes, there's all the things that we can do, the hashtags, the the posting times, the the utilizing all of Instagram's features. Those are all so great. And I'll get into those here in a hot sec. But I think the most important piece of growth is figuring out how we can serve people and figuring out how we can deliver and over deliver to people. So, you know, you can be doing all of the things, but if you're like, 
heart or like knowledge isn't out there on the line for people to absorb and to serve and to like just take in, then I don't think that, you know, we can get very far. So I want to first off encourage people to, like Ali just said, you don't need a million followers to be successful. You need just some true fans. And those come when you are serving people really, really well. So I want to encourage you, first of all, to not have the mindset of like, oh my gosh, growth is the most important thing. Because obviously like no shame in growth. We all want to grow. We all want to do great and have people following us and hanging out with us. But that should not be the number one focus. The number one focus should be serving those people really well. And then on another note, just practical growth advice, consistency, posting consistently show, you know, I always tell my clients, like, if you want people to show up for you and invest in you, you have to do the same for them. So if you are like popping onto Instagram once a quarter and like hoping that you hit a million followers, like, no, that's not going to happen. So anyway, that and then, you know, hashtags, obviously utilizing those, utilizing Instagram's new features. So reels are popping right now. Utilize reels. That doesn't have to be your only method of content, but making sure that you're utilizing those is going to be really, really crucial. Also just having different types of content. So having IGTVs, doing live videos, you know, carousel posts, static posts, all the things, just serving people in a variety of ways so that you can kind of show up for everyone in the capacity that they are needing from you. I would say that is my probably number one tip on growth. Yeah, I love that. I, so I was brought in, um, at Propel Women and Christine Kane, and I was the social media manager and strategist. And literally on my first day, they were like, cool. So we have this like huge quarterly meeting where it's all about social media and how we're going to grow it. And it's happening on Thursday. And I was like, (laughs) what? Right. And so in that, in that 72 hours, I was looking at all the channels and where we were and, you know, the audacious, beautiful goals that we had for the accounts. And then I got up in front of all of these people that I still don't, I didn't even know their names at the moment. And I was like, this collectively, if we're focused on how many followers there are on Instagram, we're going to grow so much slower. This comes down to footprint longevity and security that we create for the people who are consuming the content in all of these different areas. And I have noticed that when you show up wholeheartedly to serve in capacity on Instagram or off of it, and then you're doing it across platforms, that is where true influence and growth is born. So keep in mind that Maybe you're not going to see the fruit right now of the freebie that you have running on an ad and the podcast that you just launched and, you know, the speaking group that you just created in your community. But over time, as you show up, that consistency is what breeds excellence, which breeds influence. And what is very interesting is there's a difference between excellence and wanting to be the best and perfectionism. Perfectionism, it's about you. So like, get rid of it. And understand that excellence is about the group. It's about the collective. It's about the community that you're cultivating through the work that you're doing. So just heart check yourself. Everyone has to do it, but heart check yourself and understanding why you want to do it and then show up tirelessly and over time and serving. And that's how things completely change in your business, in your life, in your following, all of it. So hopefully this all helped you guys. And if you loved it, let us know. We will definitely be recording them more. Right now I'm staring at Louie, who is Grace's new puppy. And he's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. So please go follow her at Let Your Light Shine. He also has his own 
profile that is what is it Louis Lightshine Louis Lightshine <laughs> so go follow both of them and um you guys apply this information we have been in this industry for quite a while now and it's ever changing but it's so empowering and it can be infuriating absolutely but if you are patient and you come at it with the right mindset it can really change your business and the lives of all the people that you're there to really serve. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Grace, do you have any closing thoughts? Yeah, no, I just want to encourage everybody. Like Ali just said, like take the pressure off yourself. We're all learning social media as we go. Even people who have been around the block for years and years, it's ever changing and it's difficult and, you know, comparison creeps in so much quicker than we wish it would. So Give yourself grace and just kind of go with the flow and be open to, you know, learning and trying and trying again. But yeah, it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun world and you got this. So. Absolutely. I love that. You guys enjoy. If you like this episode, go give us a five-star review and I will talk to you next episode. Go live a life right up your alley.